we are on air for NASCAR's race review with uh, out NASCAR hot topics for tonight. Uh, we are going to be reviewing the races at Darlington Raceway as well as DeCoin Illinois State Fairgrounds or DeCoin State Fairgrounds. And uh, the hot topics for tonight will be postponed until Thursday night. So just an FYI programming note there to start us off. During our first half hour, we will start with the review of the Arkham and Art Series at DeCoin, and then we'll also spend some time in that first half hour on the NASCAR Truck Series at Darlington. In the second half hour, we'll review both the Xfinity and the Cup Series races at Darlington. And at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, our guest, Jaden Walbridge, will be joining us. He's a pro-late model driver at Madeira uh, Raceway, and uh, he's with Austin Herzog Motorsports. Uh, joining me for tonight's show as co-host is Sal Segala. Welcome to the show, Sal. Well, thank you, Sharon. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, the dirt race at the Coin Fairgrounds. Uh, a new winner, Landon Lewis, his second start in the Arkham Menard Series, and he comes home with a victory. And uh, he is with Rhett Jones Racing Development, as well as Austin Terrio Racing Development. So uh, a former champion from the Arkham Art Series having a hand in this. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was fun to see somebody new at the, the finish. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was probably a big surprise for all the fans that were over there thinking that there was going to be a, another repeat winner again, but like you said, we have a we have a new winner to uh, to talk about tonight. Yes, indeed. In fact, earlier in the day, he took the uh, general tire pole and then led every lap uh, on the one mile clay oval. Uh, to get this win. So he pretty well dominated the race. Uh, a few weeks ago when they were at the Springfield Mile, uh, Landon Lewis finished seventh. That was his first start in the Arkham Art Series. Uh, and then this race, of course, was just his second start, and he came home with that victory in, in very dominating fashion. So uh, uh, I think we'll see more of Landon Lewis before uh, everything is said and done here. Oh yeah, I'm sure we will. He's a uh, uh, becoming driver from, uh, and uh, I think um, Ron Hornaday had talked about him, you know, not publicly, yeah. but um, just some of the some of the people over here at, um, you know, some of the tracks that we race at, and Ron Hornaday had mentioned that you know to look out for this kid that he could be the next, uh, you know, one of you know one of the you know uh, one of the next um, up and coming rising stars. Yes, um, he's he's uh, competed in the Legend Car Series. He has 22 wins there, 51 top five finishes, and probably what really helped him on the dirt at DeCoin was the dirt modified experience that he has. He's a four-time NASCAR Camping World Truck Series uh, champion. Ron Hornaday uh, has uh, been kind of a coach and mentor there. Uh, Lewis has six wins in that series 
eight second place runs and 27 top fives. So that dirt experience, I think, really helped him out uh, at uh, DeCoin. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it did. I mean, any time you get a, a dirt racer, you know, to come in, you know, and race a, you know, a dirt race like that, you know, you know, the experience, you know, always comes in, always comes in helpful. Without a doubt. Uh, let's uh, take a look at the uh, running order on how they finished, and then we'll talk about the points as well. Uh, the complete race results from DeCoin. Uh, again, you had Landon Lewis finishing in first place. Uh, Ty Gibbs came in second. Uh, that was an improvement for him over what he did at the Springfield Mile. So I'm sure he was happy with that finish. Ken Schrader, one of the uh, favorites in in the Arkham Menard Series, uh, as well as NASCAR in the number 10 for Andy Hillenberg, came in third. Ryan Unzicker. Uh, again, a local dirt racer for Bill Hendren. He finished in fourth place. And Taylor Gray rounded out the top five there. Uh, only one other driver actually finished running, and that was Tim Monroe, uh, a, a guy that was uh, racing the zero one for Andy Hillenberg. So, uh, yeah, only six cars finished that race. Uh, Corey Heim had an overheating issue. Uh, Zachary Tinkle had an overheating issue, as did Will Kimmel and Jesse Love as well. Uh, suspension, another overheating uh, issue was for Owen Smith. Uh, D.L. Wilson had suspension issues. Uh, oil leak for Tony Breidinger. Brake issue for Brad Smith. Transmission issues for Wayne Peterson and Kelly Kofsky uh, did not uh, uh, did not finish either. So uh, a lot of issues for a lot of drivers on the uh, Decoin Dirt. Yeah, there was. It's amazing on how many that more that uh, more people, more drivers, the more drivers that finished the race than uh, than what started it. Exactly. <laughs> 16 drivers, I believe, started that race, uh, but uh, and it did go into overtime. But uh, it was uh, quite a finish. Landon Lewis had to—he's only 15 years old. He had to beat some really good dirt racers. Uh, when you think about Kim Schrader and Ryan Unzicker, uh, he had to beat some really good guys in order to get that victory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, and. Uh... Um, you know, when you look up and down the, um, you know, the list, and, and also the race itself, you know, was um, it was a very good, um, a, a very good run for a very good win, and, and uh, you know, to see him, if they have 16, 16 drivers that started the race. Mhm. So the margin of victory was two point one five nine seconds. Uh, so that that's pretty cool. Uh, five cautions for 17 laps, one lead change, and that didn't last for very long. Uh, average speed, pole speed was 105.152 miles per hour. The average speed during the race is pretty low here, 24.527 miles per hour, but that's, I guess, to be expected on dirt. The time of the race was one hour, 34 minutes, and eight 
seconds. So let's go ahead and cover the standings uh, now in the Arkham Menard series. So. Yeah, and, and and another reason it's so low is because of all the wrecks and all the all the That's all true. the drivers didn't finish. You know, you know that 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 that'll lower the, the average speed of the race down tremendously. And then looking at points, um, first you got Ty Gibbs leading the points. Uh, Corey Heim, who topped uh, up the lead a little bit more now, he's, he's 16 points ahead. And then once again, it's just, it just looks like the Corey Heim, Ty Gibbs, um, Arkham Menard Series Championship showdown because then you go to third is Thad Moffat, who's 257 points out of mm-hmm. the top spot, which there's no way he, he's got a, a chance of catching either of them. And then um, you got Thad Moffat in third. Um, Nick Sanchez in fourth, and Brad Smith in fifth, and then we go down to sixth is D.L. Wilson, seventh is Drew Dollar, eighth is Taylor Gray, Hal Sieg is ninth, and Jesse Love dropped. He also dropped two, and he robbed out the top uh, the top ten. Yeah, he had some issues. Yeah, uh, Jesse's only raced eight of the seventeen races. Uh, that they've run in this series. Uh, most of these drivers have, only two drivers have won all 17 races, and that's Ty Gibbs and Corey Heim. So that's why the battle is basically between uh, those two drivers. Uh, Thad Moffat and Nick Sanchez both have 15 races. Brad Smith has raced 16 of the 17. Uh, D.L. Wilson, 12. Uh, Drew Dollar, 10. And then uh, Taylor Gray, Kyle Sieg have run nine of those races. So uh, that's a big reason for why this is a two-driver battle. Exactly. Like you said, you know, it's um, and it's it's kind of amazing, you know, that, you know, it just shows the, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how, to, how you would put it, but it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of in a way upsetting to see that actually two drivers, you know, have raced every race, you know, and, and that, you know, everyone else, you know, is, you know, well, with the exception of Brad Spitz, is only one, one race back. But, I mean, then you got two drivers that have, that have only raced, that have raced 15, you know, missed two. And then mm-hmm. other than that, it's just, I mean, they're just drivers that are just kind of showing up, you know, dirt, certain tracks, whatever tracks it may be, you know, just to get that experience. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's just really amazing uh, that uh, it's been like that this season. Uh, but now we're back with the subscribe with the um, uh, COVID protocols too. So that may be discouraging some people from showing up at the track too. But we'll see. Okay, um, Okay. so Sal, uh, with regard to the Arkham Menard series, uh, we all thought it was going to be either Corey Heim or Ty Gibbs. Uh, they now have 16 points separating them in the Arkham Menard series. And uh, the next race for this Arkham Menard series uh, will be coming up. Let's see here. The Bristol race is the next race. Uh, they're taking a week off, and then Thursday, Thursday, September the 16th, 
It's going to be the Bush Beans 200 at Bristol Motor Speedway, the 18th of 20 races from the schedule. Now, the Bristol race also serves as a race for the Arkham and Art Series East season finale, and it's also round nine of 10 Sioux Chief Showdown events. So that will broadcast on Fox Sports 1 with a start time of 6.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, and out on the West Coast, uh, I believe that's going to be about 3.30 p.m. Okay. Okay. Just just another point of note here. Ty Gibbs uh, wasn't able to lead any laps. It's the second time in the season that that's happened. The first time was at Springfield. But the 18-year-old driver did clinch the 2021 CGS Imaging 4 crown. And that uh, is a another competition in the Arkham Menard Series. It's a four-race series where they celebrate a driver who can win on a diverse set of tracks that includes a super speedway, um, Kansas, a road course at Mid-Ohio, the short track at Winchester Speedway, and the dirt track at DuPoint. Now, he won three of those races at Kansas, Mid-Ohio, and Winchester, and that's why he was able to walk away with that uh, championship. So... Congratulations to Ty Gibbs on winning that. Oh yeah, I mean he's this kid is just really making a um, he's just really making a um, uh, a, a statement this year. You know with his driving abilities, you know with the talent that he's been showing. Yeah, and to have that on all those different tracks is really amazing. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's like you said he's won it all at at based at well every track he's ever visited. Um, it's amazing. It is it's amazing the tracks that he's never been to before, and he's coming home with victories. Uh, but it sounds like Landon Lewis might be on that same path. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Landon race was racing with Rhett Jones racing uh, this weekend. So uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, if he's able to enter any other events this year. It's going to be interesting to see where this is for this kid, where he ends up. Um, you know, he's, only what 15 years old just getting started and and um man these kids are just they're just getting younger and younger younger and younger by the day every season it seems like they start out younger and younger but um if you go to your local short track you'll see it you'll see it firsthand you know at how at how these um how these uh, team owners are bringing in the kids you know fathers are you know starting at a really super young age
apologize. I have my mute button on, so let me go back and give uh, the stats here uh, for the start of the uh, truck race here. Sheldon Creed uh, won, made it two straight playoff wins, uh, extending uh, his uh, lead in the truck series standings. Uh, He won the first playoff race and now the second playoff race at Darlington. Uh, and uh, if you think about it, he also won the championship race at Phoenix the year before, so that's three straight playoff races that he's won. It's also his third race of the season, his second at Darlington. Okay, South, he can't hear me. Let me see if I can. Let me see here. Okay, I'm bringing Sal back into the queue here. Sal, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now I can. I couldn't hear you for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had my mute button on. I'm trying to uh, uh, go over the truck uh, finish here. Uh, Sheldon Creed made it two straight wins, winning the first two races of the playoffs this season, the last race of the season last year at Phoenix. Uh, He started from the pole. He also won stage two. John Hunter Nemechek finished second after winning the opening stage. And with just one race remaining in the round of 10, Nemechek has clinched his spot based on points. Um, He is uh, the rest of the finishing order here. Let me just go over the race results here. Uh, It was John Hunter Nemechek followed by Stuart Friesen, Todd Gilliland, Parker Kligerman in fifth, Grant Infinger in sixth. Then it was uh, Chandler Smith, Johnny Sauter, Zane Smith, and Matt Crafton rounding out the top ten finishers. Uh, There were four lead changes among three drivers, eight cautions for 35 yellow flag laps, The average speed of the race was 105.331 miles per hour. Uh, It was Sheldon's eighth victory in 70 truck series races, his third victory in ninth top 10 finish this year, uh, and his second victory in second top 10 finish in three races at Darlington. John Hunter Nemechek posted his second top 10 finish in two races at Darlington and his 13th top 10 finish this year. Stuart Friesen in third posted his second top 10 finish in three races at Darlington. Uh, Chandler Smith was the highest finishing rookie, finishing in seventh. Uh, and actually, they're saying here Sheldon Creed is one of the last five NASCAR Camping World Truck Series playoff races. And that goes back to 2020. So uh, some really interesting things here uh, with regard to the race. Uh, this weekend, yeah, it was a it was a really good race this weekend. You know, um, you know to see the trucks at Darlington, and you know, um, you know, gosh, Sheldon Creed just really put on a you know a, a clinic out there. I think this is like he said, it was a third or fourth, um, his third or fourth of Darlington win, and uh, he just he he loves that track. Mhm, and he is very good at it. So, yeah, well, he, he just really. Yeah, like Do you have I said, any comments really about that top ten? Yeah, you know, just 
you know, it was it was good. I know Stuart Friesen was really excited, you know, to get that third place finish too, and they interviewed him afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. he was um, he was really excited, you know, along with the rest of them. Um, you know, it's good to see, you know, the drivers. For those of you that caught the end of the race, um, it was good to see the drivers, you know, signing autographs on pit lane. I know they had they're interviewing I forget what driver, and you can see Matt Kraft in the background. He was signing some autographs for some of the fans that were there, you know. So, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. always you know good to see them. Yeah, see them hanging around, you know, after the race. They just don't, you know, get out get out of the car and, and you know bolt for the, you know, for their haulers to get out of the track. Yeah, there was a nice mix too of uh, non-playoff players up there in the top ten. No, most notably, uh, Grant Infinger in the ninety-eight. Johnny Sauter in the 13, and Parker Kligerman in that number 75. Yes. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, cover the point standings. All right, so the points we got, um, uh, Sheldon Creed leading the points. Second is John Hunter Imachek. Third is Matt Crafton. Fourth is Stuart Friesen. Fifth is Ben Rhodes. And throughout the top six would be uh, Todd Gillen. Uh, of course, we know Sheldon Creed. You know he, he picked up you know his third his third one of the season, and um, but man, he just doesn't compare to uh, John Hunter Nemechek, who's got fifty ten stage wins at fifty playoff points. That is that is amazing, amazing numbers That's right incredible. there. Incredible, it is. Yeah, then um. And 10 stage wins give him 50 playoff points. That's wild. Yeah. But he, and he's in second place by just two points. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a couple, he's had a couple bad finishes, but, um, you know, other than that, I mean, he's going to basically, I think he basically locked himself in for the rest of the, for the rest of the, um, for the rest of the playoff, because that 50 points is, it, it's just going to be hard, tough to beat. And then, um, uh, oh, and then six we got Todd Gilliman. Seventh is Carson Hosovar. Eighth is Austin Hill. Ninth is Zane Smith, and tenth is Chandler Smith. Now got the top ten of the points in the truck yes, series, and of indeed. course eleventh. Eleventh is Brandon Infinger. Yeah, I think Grant's going to take that 11th place spot. He's done so well all year. It's a shame that he can't compete for the championship, but uh, uh, I think he's going to pretty much have that top 11 spot uh, uh, in hand. Uh, The next race for them at Bristol is going to be the cutoff race, so uh, that's going to make uh, the Bristol race pretty interesting, Sal. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Definitely, it's for for these drivers you know there at the bottom you know trying to trying to get in you know um it's it was kind of it was kind of neat you know to see you know one of our local one of the guys that you know we we usually have you know um, on the show you know is uh uh Dylan Lupton too that we forgot to mention you know who had a good run this week and um Lawless Allen That's also right. we've had him on the show a few times he had a good run until Derek Krause decided he was gonna be the bad boy and, and put him into the wall. I know they had talked about an incident that that went on earlier, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. Ben I, I, I know. ran into, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Sharon. 
I was just going to say Ben Rhodes ran into some issues as well. He was the lowest finishing uh, playoff driver, so it dropped him in the series point standings. He finished uh, 34th. Uh, and in the number 99 car. So that was a tough hit for him. Uh, I know he's going to want to come back at Bristol. So we'll have to see if he's able to recover uh, from that big of a hit. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, like we said, you know, anybody, you know, there's still drivers who could possibly win. And, um, you know, and we've seen it, you know, already happen in all three series. You know, a driver just come up, you know, with that one win. You know, to to get themselves into the chase, so yeah, uh, Bristol is going to be an interesting race, and especially with it being a short track, and uh, you know, one of the tracks, you know, that that um, that is known for, you know, aggressive driving. I'm sure there's going to we're going to see a lot of aggressive driving next week, you know, from these drivers. You know, are going to be trying to make the chase. Yeah, especially I think from the drivers that are trying to make up ground. A couple drivers kind of lost their positioning in the uh, top ten there. And nobody wants to be number nine and ten uh, when the play when the Bristol race is over because those two drivers will be eliminated after Bristol. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a good inter- interesting race, and you know it's, it's you know I, I think I think it's a good cutoff race. Yep, I agree. I agree. Okay, we're a little bit ahead of schedule, but that's okay. Let's go ahead and go on to the Xfinity Series. Uh, The Xfinity Series, uh, their next race uh, is at Richmond Raceway uh, this coming weekend. They'll be racing on Saturday, September the 11th at 2.30 p.m., the Go Bowling 250, and that will be televised on NBC Sports Network. Uh, We'll cover that more in depth during the preview show on Thursday uh, but uh, let's take a look at the last race, which was the Sports Club Pair Cup BFW Healthy Hero 200 at uh, Darlington. So it was a big week for Noah Gregson. He snapped a 49-race winless streak by winning at Darlington, fresh from the announcement that he's returning to junior motorsports next year. Noah Gregson said to victory at Darlington, clenching a spot into the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. So they still have two more races left in the Xfinity Series before their playoffs begin. Uh, so that was a big day for Noah Gregson. Denny Hamlin uh, had a pit road penalty in the waning lap of Saturday's race at Darlington. Uh, and that opened the door for Noah Gregson to score his first victory of the season. Uh, but he did have to hold off a pair, hold off the field on a pair of ridge starts uh, to snap that 49 race winless streak. Harrison Burton earned his best finish of the season, coming in second. Austin Sindrick was third. Justin Haley uh, was fourth, and Jeb Burton round out the top five. Then it was Justin Algauer. Uh, in sixth place, Tyler Reddick, Jeremy Clements, Myatt Snyder, and Alex LeBay making up the rest of that top ten. Hamlin rebounded to a 12th-place finish at the checkered flag uh, despite having a race high, leading a race high of 43 laps. There were 19 lead changes among eight drivers and eight cautions for 41 
yellow flags lap. The average speed of the race was 102.422 miles per hour. Noah Gregson uh, got his third victory of his career in 93 Xfinity Series starts. It was his first victory this year, the 15th top 10 finish this year. It was also his first victory and fifth top 10 finish in five races at Darlington. Harrison Burton posted his third top 10 finish in four races at Darlington and his 17th top 10 finish this year. Austin Sendrick was able to post his third top 10 finish in six races at Darlington. Jade Buford was 21st and was the highest finishing rookie. So uh, that's pretty cool to see as well. So your thoughts about that top 10 group? Yeah, you know, I'm wondering if Noah Gregson is going to send Danny Hamlin a a nice little uh, Christmas card to thank him for that win because <laughs> Hamlin, yeah, he was he was he was the he was definitely the driver to beat. He was the class of the field, and um, I don't, yeah, I don't everybody think, was I don't saying, think, yeah, it was it was going to take guy. something. Yeah, it was going to take a, a mistake. You know, on Hamlin's yep. part, you know, to cost him. And it wasn't even his mistake. It was his crew that had brought the tire over the wall, uh, that brought the tire over the wall too soon. They even argued, the, you know, the call. But, um, you know, NASCAR, you know, you know, they already made the call. But, um, you know, then uh, even um, uh, um, A.J. Allmendinger, it looked like he was going to have a good run. But when they, when they interviewed Allmendinger, you know, before the night, before the race, you know, he said, you know, that he, it's, it's, this is the one, this is one track he just cannot, he just cannot figure it out. You know, he he did his best. You know, he he ran up, he was running up, you know, for a little bit. He led, um, mm-hmm. I think, like twenty four laps. So he led a good portion of the race, but um, towards there at the end, he just didn't have the, he didn't have the car to, you know, to keep uh to keep competing. That's true. Uh, the number 18 won the first stage, and uh, it was um, the number 18, of course, is Daniel Hamrick. Uh, and then it was uh, Noah Gregson winning the second stage and, of course, the last stage uh, of the race. So, uh, yeah, it's it, – uh, and the Sunoco rookie of the race, Jade Buford, he's had some pretty good runs in that number 48. Yeah, he has the last the last few weeks. You know, we've been you know the last few races. Actually, you know, he's he's had um he's had a, he's had a lot of good runs, and um, yeah, you know, I'm sure we'll so. see we'll, we'll see more from him. You know, as the as as the season progresses. Yeah, without a doubt, we'll see more from him. Now, there were a couple people accidents. Timmy Hill, of course, had an accident. As did Tommy Joe Martin. Uh, also, Riley Earps, with which broke my heart. Uh, Sam Mayer had a brake issue, and Greg Golding had electrical issues. So those are the drivers that did not finish the races and, and the reasons why they did not finish. So that was a big hit for Riley Earps. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a nasty hit. Yes. Um. Uh, that he took, you know. When he ran to uh, when he ran to the back of the car, didn't even see the car. It, 
everybody opened, they moved, and he was just said there was nothing he could do. I mean, he you couldn't you can't even hit the brake quick enough, you know, to uh, you know to um, yeah, you know, I was to, wondering to stop or try to avoid. I know he came up so fast on that slow car. Uh, but I was wondering why the spotter wasn't saying go high or go low uh, for Riley. I'm sure he was you know, I, saying I, it. There was just no reaction. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I mean, where, I mean, where is he going to go when he had a car on top of him and a car on the bottom of him? So either way, mm-hmm. you know, then when they, but then when they moved at the last minute, you know, and then it was just, you know, there was just, you know, there was just nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. So uh, let's take a look at the series point standings uh, for the Xfinity Series. Again, they've got two races left to go uh, to decide their final 12. Well, the way it's looking now, it's got, um, we got A.J. Allmendinger, who's still leading the points. Um, Austin Sidrick is in second. Justin Allgaier uh, in third, Daniel Hamrick in fourth, then Harrison Burton fifth, and Justin Haley round out the top six. Um, and in this series, you don't really see, I mean, you see a lot of drivers that aren't in double digits and trial points, but you don't really see one driver, you know, who's just, you know, really out there in front, mm-hmm. even though Austin Sidrick does have 34 and up. But you, then you got H.A. Allmend, Allmendinger that's only – 11 behind with 23 points. And then, um, of course, Justin Algar with his 11 and uh, Justin Haney with his 10 points. These so, next um, two races, uh, those two guys are going to be fighting each other for that championship for the regular season and the bonus 15 playoff points. So uh, yes. that, I, I look for these two to be in a very heated battle over these next two events. Yeah, and it seems like A.J. Allmendinger might have the upper hand. He's he's kind of, even though he had a bad week, I mean, he still had a lot of laps, but it seems like he's he's more on a, he's got he's got a lot of uh, momentum going into these last couple races, you know, that's going to decide, you know, that's going to mm-hmm. actually decide the championship. Okay, the next six drivers. And then next six is uh, seventh is Noel Gregson, who just picked up a win. Um, eighth is Jeb Burton, who also has a win. Ninth is Jeremy Clements. Tenth is Brandon Jones. Eleventh is Riley Herbst. And twelfth is Matt Snyder, who also has a win. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, below the line right now are Michael Lynette, Ryan Sieg, Brandon Jones. So those guys... Uh, are pretty far back. I think it's going to be hard for them to make up enough ground to make it in. They're in a must-win situation, I think, at this point. Don't you think, Sal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely in a must-win situation there. I, I just I don't think in the next two weeks that they can make up, you know, uh, uh, make up that ground. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but, um, you know, I mean, if they if they get that win, of course they get the win, then they're in. Unless they, um, unless maybe maybe Ty gives himself, will sell them a win. NASCAR will allow it, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> that think won't that happen. Can happen. 
<laughs> okay. So, yeah, these guys, um, uh, as far as their schedule goes, uh, they've got two more events. I know, I believe, let's take a look at their schedule and see what's up on the schedule for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the next two races here. I should have my book here, and I don't. So I'm going to look it up, the schedule. Okay, next up, uh, of course, for the Xfinity Series, uh, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, They are going to be racing Federated uh, Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway, and then they will also be racing at Bristol Motor Speedway. So those are the last two races before their round of 12 begins at Las Vegas Motor Speedway on September the 26th. So, wow, two exciting tracks for the last two races for the Xfinity Series. So, oh, yeah, they got Richmond coming up. Yeah, coming up this week weekend, you know, on, on, on uh, September 11th, like you said, and then, um, and then they got Bristol the following week. And then, you know, they start the playoffs. Yeah, so Richmond and uh, Bristol are definitely going to be too good. They're going to be two exciting races to see, two good races, you know, to see how they can, uh, you know, see how they can, how they can come out and, you know, see how they, uh, you know, how, how everything shakes out. Yeah, and it's interesting because on the entry list for the Xfinity Series, am I looking at this correctly? Maybe I, hold on. That was the, not the Xfinity series. Okay, their the next race is Richmond. Okay, so let me look and see who we've got on the entry list for that Richmond race real quick. See if there's any. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be racing at Richmond in the number eight. Uh, so that's going to make the race uh, interesting. Looking to see if there's yeah, any I, other drivers. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he had mentioned that. You know, I think that's something they've been talking about. You know, during the, you know, during the commentary. You know, was was Dale Jr. coming? You know, to race the, you know, to race the uh, race on, on on September 11th. You know, it's the, as we all know, it's the anniversary of the, you know, the, you know, the the attacks on, on. Uh, yes. The attacks on the on the on the twin towers in New York. So. I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be a throwback tank, tank scheme, but I don't know. You might you might see something patriotic. I don't know if, there, if there's been any announcements. I, I, I you know, know some of the drivers, there's already, I think, J.D. Motorsports is doing a United 93 paint scheme uh, to honor the, the that flight uh, and to acknowledge uh, the losses from 9-11 of uh, 2001. So, yeah, uh, it is going to be interesting to see what other paint schemes come out uh, to uh, commemorate those losses. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at, on that weekend. Okay, so that's the one that stands out to me is 
uh, that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be in that number eight. Uh, You've also got uh, J.J. Yaley that's going to be racing for Bobby Dodder in the number 17. Uh, Patrick Emmerling uh, will be uh, racing for our motorsports in the number 23. Josh Berry will be in the 31 uh, with Jordan Anderson, just to kind of point out some of the uh, uh, Akinori Ogata uh, will be racing with Jimmy Means Motorsports uh, in the number 52 this weekend. He's coming from Japan uh, for that event. So that'll make it interesting as well. Yes, so, uh, yes, that was have that um um that uh international flavor come in you know yes. we're, we we have we have two two drivers from Japan who are racing the Arkham Menards West series you know Ooh, as we know, you know uh uh Kuma Koga I think he I think He's he resigned to, to be back with yeah to come back with Jefferson to come back with uh Jerry Pitts racing next year I know he raced with them this year and before that he was racing with uh with Joe Nava with the PP PP1 performance. So uh, from what I've seen, it looks like Tacoma is, is he's already getting lined up the sponsors for next season for the uh, Arkham and Arts West series. So um, oh, that's always yeah. exciting, you know, to see, you know, the drivers, you know. It is. Uh, to I see, totally you know, agree. Yeah, to see the international uh, flavor. Okay. Now let's uh, go ahead and move on to the Cup Series. Uh, their next race is the Federated Auto Parts Salute to American Heroes 400 at Richmond. They'll be racing Saturday night uh, for that race. Again, there's no practice or qualifying for them, uh, but we will go over that on Thursday night's show as we preview that race. Uh, but we also want to talk here about the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. Uh, that race took place on Sunday. Denny Hamlin was able to hold off Kyle Larson at Darlington for a dramatic Cup Series playoff win. Uh, and after going winless throughout the regular season, Denny Hamlin wins the very first playoff race for the Cup Series. Uh, so he maintained control of the number 11 uh, Joe Gibbs Toyota as Larson, Larson was burying his number five Chevrolet into turns three and four on that last lap. Larson gave Hamlin the tap, but Hamlin blocked the top lane and got to the finish line uh, at .212 seconds ahead of Kyle Larson. So the win was his first win this year, his fourth victory at Darlington, and 45th win of his career. Larson finished in second, followed by Chastain, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, uh, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Chris Buescher, and Austin Dillon round out the top ten. Now, the pole sitter, uh, Ryan Blaney, finished 22nd after he had a late race spin. Uh, Hamlin took the lead with 68 laps left and held off the late charge by both Larson and Chastain. The win, of course, locks him into the round of 12, uh, but there were a number of playoff players, uh, playoff drivers that ran into trouble. I was amazed at how many of the playoff uh, drivers had problems. On lap 32, Michael McDowell got loose and slid down the track into the inside wall. 
tearing up the front of his car, uh, and he could not continue and ended up finishing 37th. Just after the start of the second stage, Kyle Busch got hard into the outside wall after contact by the number three and tore up the rear of his car. He went to the garage and finished 37th. He did say it wasn't Austin's fault. They were having problems with the car. Uh, William Byron cut a tire down on lap 200 and slid up into the wall. The car could not be repaired, so he finished 34th. With 41 laps remaining, Chase Elliott made contact with the wall and tore up the front end of his car. He finished 31st. Stage one was run by Denny Hamlin. Stage two by Kyle Larson. There were 18 lead changes among 10 drivers, 11 cautions for 52 yellow flag laps. The average speed of the race was 121.279 miles per hour. Denny Hamlin uh, got his 45th victory on 569 Cup Series starts. Again, his first victory this year and 18th top 10 finish this year. It was his fourth victory and 15th 10 finish in 19 races at Darlington. Kyle Larson posted his seventh top 10 finish in eight races at Darlington and his 19th top 10 finish this year. Ross Chastain posted his first top 10 finish in five races at Darlington. And Chase Bristol, who finished 19th, was the highest finishing rookie of the race. So any thoughts about those drivers, Sal? Yeah, it was a, it was a good uh, good run by Denny. He just, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure what he learned on, you know, you know, from running the, the, um, um, Infinity race, you know, probably helped him out, you know, on, you know, to, you know, to run the cup race because he ran basically the same line and kind of dominated the same way. Um, had it not been for that pivotal penalty, he would have probably ended up, you know, sweeping the weekend, you know, Xfinity yeah. Cup. But, um, you know, just, you know, to still see, you know, to get that win, you know, I know we've talked about him and, you know, him and Kevin Harvick, you know, not getting, you know, not having a win so far this season, you know, it's kind of strange. You know, then to open up the, uh, you know, to open up the chase and get that win, you know, was a was a huge, yeah. uh, you know, was a huge um, confidence booster. I'm sure, you know, for the uh, number eleven team. Yeah, I've been saying pretty much all season long uh, when we saw this trend developing for Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick that I have a feeling that and I come alive in these last ten races. So Kevin Harvick ended up in fifth place. Denny Hamlin won the race. Uh, so I look for these two guys have, to have a strong run in these last 10 races. Uh, it's interesting to point out, though, too, that nine of the 16 drivers finished 16th or worse uh, in this race. So uh, all the drivers that we talked about who had issues, there were others that didn't have the finish they were looking for. Uh, Eric Amarola finished in 16th place. Tyler Reddick in 18th place. Christopher Bell 20th. Ryan Blaney ended up 22nd. Uh, Justin Haley 25th. Alex Bowman 26th. So, yeah, these were not the, the finishes uh, some of these guys were looking for. Oh, no, and even even um, even to see, you know, like you, you know, said, you know, you know, William Byron, you know, so, you know, had you know, hit the wall too, you know, and, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, to see, to see Kyle Busch and, um, you know, Kyle Busch thought so early, you know, was, you know, 
I know it wasn't, like you said, you know, it wasn't, yeah, I was shocked it wasn't Austin Dillon's fault, you know, he just, but then he, you know, he let his frustration get the best of him, pick up that $50,000 fine, you know, by, by, you know, by driving into the, back to the garage area and knocked over all the cones. And, you know, most of the few spectators that were back there, you know, no one's expecting him to come you know, barreling through there because usually, you know, they stop the car, you know, they'll move the cones, you know, then the drivers will drive back, get a chance to move yeah. them. But he, he's lucky. He's lucky he didn't. He didn't actually hit a hit a spectator or hit a, hit a fish or hit somebody. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, very, very lucky, and uh, I'm glad NASCAR did something to address that. Uh, seven of the playoff drivers finished inside the top eight uh, drivers. Uh, so it just was, uh, an interesting start to the playoffs at Darlington. Only seven drivers finishing inside the top 10, uh, playoff drivers finishing inside the top 10 there. Uh, let's go ahead and cover the points. Okay. Let's get to the points. Uh, so we're looking at the points now is that, um, uh, let's see, driver points that is. Uh, Kyle Larson still leads the points. Um, Denny Hamlin says uh, second in points. Kyle Larson has 53 um, playoff points. Denny Hamlin with 21 playoff points. Martin Truex Jr. in third with uh, 24 uh, playoff points. Uh, Kurt Busch is in fourth with eight playoff points. Ryan Blaney in fifth with 24 playoff points. And Joey Logano sixth. Kevin Harvick is holding strong to the seventh spot without a win. He's the highest, so far the highest driver without a win in the points. Mm-hmm. And then it, so they round out the top eight is, uh, is Brad, uh, Brad Keselowski. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting. Only two drivers are in the top 16 this year without a win, and that's Kevin Harvick and Tyler Ruddick. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how long they go into the playoffs uh, before one of the two of them come up with a victory. And then um, from there, then we go ninth is Christopher Bell. Tenth in tenth place is Chase Elliott, who uh, who lost. Well, this is the first race of the of the playoffs, so he you know, but still mm-hmm. he lost a lot of ground, you know, you know, with that with the uh, with the wreck of them. Um, 11th is Eric Almirola, 12th is Tyler Reddick, 13th is Alex Bowman, 14th is Kyle Busch, 15th is William Byron, and 16th is Michael McDowell. So those last yeah, four drivers, can, they got a lot. They have a lot of work to do. Yeah, you can see how they uh, uh, really lost some ground. Yeah, with those incidents that took place on the track. Austin Hills on the outside. Uh, looking in, he was 17th, and he's holding on to that 17th spot. So uh, by a pretty significant amount. Yeah, but, yeah. You're talking about Austin Dillon? Yeah, isn't that what I said? No, you said Austin Hill. Oh, Austin Dillon is who I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Austin Dillon is 17th spot. So, um, okay. I mean, it's just, it still looks tough up and down the, you know, it's, it's only the first race in, 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we, we might see, you know, Danny Allen picked up a win. We might see another, maybe one of the other regulars, you know, pick up a win, you know, also. Yeah, that's true. It, it, a lot of things can happen. I want to go back here and look at the Xfinity series because I got a feeling, oh, no, I gave it right. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I gave the wrong information there. Now, these guys have two more races before they're cut off, uh, the Cup Series. They're going to be racing Richmond this week, and their cutoff is going to be at Bristol as well. So, uh, again, that's going to make it very, very interesting. And uh, just a preview of the preview, let's take a look at the entry list uh, for uh, Richmond Raceway. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I was really impressed with uh, Ross Chastain. I thought he had a a pretty good run going at Darlington. It'll be interesting to see what he's able to do at Richmond. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Uh... He's one of the non-playoff drivers. So, yeah, their next races are at Richmond this weekend and the Bass Pro Shops night race at Bristol Motor Speedway on September the 18th. So that's going to be a big night at Bristol because you've got, uh, I think, uh, three different series that are going to be having uh, some kind of a cutoff. It's the end of the Xfinity Series regular season. It's a cutoff race for the Truck Series. It's a cutoff race for the Cup Series. So, uh there's going to be some happy people and some unhappy people when Bristol Motor Speedway uh, races are finished. Oh, yeah, and, and I think that's why well, I was mentioning earlier, I think it's a good race to, um, you know, to kind of have that, you know, that cutoff race, you know, is, you know, is with Bristol. It's going to be um, going to be an exciting race, and, you know, it's going to be be a lot of fun. It is indeed. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Now, we have a guest coming up, uh, Sal, and I'm going to have to step away so you can pretty much carry this uh, interview uh, with our next guest. But uh, tell us a little bit about him and uh, why he's on the show tonight. Our next guest is our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> our only guest tonight is Jaden Wal- Walbridge. Um, actually, he's a... Uh, He's um, being coached by Derek Thorne. Um, Derek has sent me a, a message and asked me, you know, if we can um, if we can get him on the show. You know, he um, he's uh, started out, you know, racing in the um, in the uh, um, in the junior late model program over at Madera Speedway, and this year he's running the the uh, the, the pro dates. So he, he's a, he's an up and coming driver, you know, and uh, you know that's making he's his 15. 15 years old, yeah, ma- making his um, making his making a statement, and it's kind of cool because he's so far he's the first driver this year to pick up um, to to pick up uh, two wins in the in the prolate model model um, 
uh, the 5150 um, Pro models over at um, Madera Speedway, which um, if you if you go to Madera Speedway, you you can you can watch all their races, and all their races are shown on um, on Madera. Well, it's it's Mav TV, but they um, but they uh, you can watch it online and it and it's free. You don't have to pay for the uh, for the for the feed, so you, so you can watch all the races on um, on on Mav on uh, Mav TV slash Madera TV, whatever they call it. But it's um it's pretty cool. So um it's okay, something to watch well, it on here. the Saturdays when they run. Jaden is here if you he's want to go ahead and bring him I brought him into the queue if you want to go ahead and start the interview. And like I say, I have to step away but I will be back uh when the interview is complete. Okay. Well our, okay. our guest for okay, our guest for tonight is uh uh uh, Jaden Walbridge, he's uh, he races out of out of Vancouver, Washington. He makes a trek down to Madera, California, to race in the in the Pro Late this season uh, inside the um, uh, race of the Pro Lates. Um, he he started out with the with the Junior Late with the Junior Late models, and then this season is this your first season? First of all, let's welcome you to the show. Let's welcome Jay Jane to the show. Welcome welcome to the show, Jaden. Thank you guys. I really, really appreciate you guys um, having me on. It's an honor. Is this your this your first season with the prolates, right? Yeah, we're we're trying to go. We got two races left. We're trying to go for rookie of the year and champion. Okay, so how many seasons did you run with the with the with the with the uh, uh, with the um, junior late models? Um, we ran. Um, I believe it was 2019. We ran the whole season. Uh, that was my rookie year um, in a late model. And then uh, 2020 season, I believe we only ran like three races. And then we actually um, had stopped racing um, until this year. And then I stepped up to the pros. So, you know, only only um, in that first season that I did, it got cut short as well because, um, you know, a lot of those races, you know, we just had bad luck. And to nobody's fault, we just had, um, you know, bad luck with mechanical issues and, and um, you know, how racing goes. But really, I only, only had about maybe even less than 10 races in the juniors and then um, stepped to the, up to the pros this year. So kind of give us a little background on how you got started in racing. I mean, were you always, did you always race um, asphalt or did you start quarter midgets and dirt or, or were you a BMX rider or? Or are you one of those trick uh, skateboard guys, you know, that can do all those crazy things that you're going to get in the car? <laughs> well, um, I started out when I was when I was about four on a road course and just a just a flat go kart basically, and then I uh, ran that a little bit on and off, just kind of getting ready. And then when I was eight eight years old, um, I went to Outlaw Karts in the dirt and uh, raced that and. Uh, I actually I went up to 500 open class and I was the youngest to ever win a race and youngest to ever win a championship. And then at the age of 11, where I had to get special permission, um, I went back to Millbridge, North Carolina, and uh, raced next to Kyle Larson, um, Tanner Thorson, Rico Abreu, um, battled with Ricky Stenhouse in my my heat race, and then won that. So um, youngest to do that as well. And then from there. Um, 
I think I was about 13, 14. I stepped up to the, to the junior late models first at um, in Las Vegas, got rookie of the year and champion in that, and then um, ran the Madera stuff in the juniors, and then now I'm running the, the pros, obviously, at Madero. So was most of your racing done as far as, you know, as far as your asphalt? Was most of it done with, uh, you know, at, I mean, you did mention Las Vegas. So I think it was between Las Vegas and Madera was where you did most of your racing at? Yeah. So um, 2019, we were um, actually running both of them. So um, I was trying to, it's my rookie year in a, in a junior late model, and then we were running both of them. And then in, in 2020, we just um, we didn't run Vegas anymore. We were just going to go for Madeira. And then, um, like I said, we only ran about three races, and then um, that season got cut short. So so when you first got started in racing, who was, who was, who was the one, you know, okay, first of all, what team did you run with? Was, was, um, was it your own team, or, or was it a car, you know, that you guys had rented from another driver? Or because I, I, I know a lot of the drivers that get started, you know, it's, it's usually a friend, you know, that, that has a uh, junior late model or, you know, a late model, or, you know, or, or, or whatever they're going to drive, you know, and usually rent it or, or they'll try it out, you know, see if they like it, you know, then that's when they end up, you know, spending the money, you know, to, you know, to put their own racing program together. Yeah, so um, we, we first, in, at the very end of 2018, we um, we rented a car from, from John Keller and it was Kyle's at the time. And, um, we ran the, the open comp show in Vegas as a junior late model. And that was my first ever race. And, um, you know, that was a lot of fun. And then from there, um, we bought the car and then we ran with, um, Keller Motorsports for, for 2019 in Vegas and Madeira and then for 2020 as well. And then, um, this season we, um, we're just running basically our stuff. We we own the car, and um, and and having Mike Juarez help us and and keeping the car up in Sacramento and and it's just um, you know very very thankful for everyone that makes this possible. But um, you know it's a, I think it's a lot more comfortable for me to to kind of be able to work on my own stuff and um, so yeah I mean I think that's what makes um, a lot of difference just being comfortable for where where, where it's at and, and I think that's um, where some of the successes came from this season. You know, and, and actually that's, that's where I see a lot of drivers where they excel. It's when they, is when they work on their own car, because not only when you work on your own car, but you get to know the car, you know, inside and out, you know, you get to know how, how, how it performs, how it should, how it shouldn't perform. And the feedback that you can give, you know, to the, whoever set up your, you know, you know, whoever's doing your setups, you know, from week to week, you know, you know, once you unload, you know, it, it's, it, it's helpful. I see a lot of young drivers, you know, they just want to go to the track and they just want to get behind the wheel of the car, you know, and, and, and race it, you know, but they don't want to put the time, you know, to get their hands dirty, you know, or, you know, or, 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 or get to know what makes that car run. And, um, and I'm sure, you know, the path you're taking, you know, is the right path because eventually, you know, you know, if you keep, you know, advancing and advancing and advancing, you know, as you start picking up the wind, you know, you get to know the car better and better. It's going to, in the long run, it's going to help you out a lot. Yeah. And, and I, and I really contribute that um, to Derek Thorne because he really, he really um, helped me take that next step. And, and um, you know, he's, he's given me so much valuable information and, um, you know, just sometimes 
taking a step back and, and just realizing stuff that I didn't even realize before. And, um, you know, it's been such, such a huge, um, help to my career. You know, and, 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 and I was, one of the questions I was going to ask you was how you got, how you got, uh, you know, how you got Derek, you know, as kind of like, I don't know if he's a driver coach or, you know, or how, you know, he, he got involved with your program. Then when you mentioned Keller, I know he helps Kyle Keller a lot. But just on a real quick note on Derek, you know, I've known Derek a long time. And I'll tell you, that guy is the one driver that knows everything inside and out about his car. And that's why Derek has the success that he has is because what he takes off the track, he can bring it to Mike. And him and Mike can put, you know, put their program together. And I, and when you said Derek, I had a feeling he's he's the one that's instilling that in you the same way, you know, telling you know, hey, if you want to be successful, you know, you've got to know your car, you have to know everything that out of it, you know what, you have to be around it, and you have to treat it like you're, you know, if you're married, you got to treat it like you know, like it's your wife, you know, and you got to you have to know every nut and bolt on that car. Yeah, for sure, and and like I said, I I could not be more more thankful for Derek and. And how much information he's given me, um, and um, you know, I really—I've said this before—I I really can't even, you know, think of one thing bad about the guy. You know, outside the race car, he's a great guy. Um, you know, he's a great guy to work with, and you know, he's helped me out so so much. So um, again, I really can't be more thankful. You know, and and actually being so young, you know, you're only 16. You know, you know, to 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 take the time out to take, you know everything in you know about the car but then also you know you have your schoolwork you know that you still have to think about I'm, I'm sure your parents instill in you you know you know i know a lot of the younger drivers that we talk to you know it's a, if you don't get good grades you know what the car is going to go park you know what you're not you're not going to get behind the wheel of it yeah and um a little little story about that um we actually uh, you know coming from vancouver washington i had always had to take, you know, a lot of, a lot of time off of school to travel because we'd go to California, you know, almost 30, 40 times a year. And so, um, a couple of years back before coronavirus started, I actually started to do, um, online homeschool, um, to make that a little bit easier and to be able to do it on the road. And so, um, you know, that's, that's been a really big help in taking a lot of the stress off of, of the school side of it. So, um, and then when the coronavirus hit, everybody kind of went to online, but, um, yeah, it's definitely been, a huge help because um, I'd have to take Thursday and Fridays off of school, and now um, I can basically just do it from home or on the road. So let's let's talk a little about racing in Madeira. I know Madeira is a uh, tough track. You know, I've been there before. You know, I've seen some, you know, I've seen some good battles there. I've seen, I've seen a lot of frustrated drivers. I've seen a lot of hotheads, and um, you know that, uh, you know the, you know the the pro late models of Madeira. You know, they do, they do put on a you know a really good show. Um, what's it like driving against, you know, some of the veterans, you know, like the Hersogs, you know, you got, uh, you know, Vieira, you know, once in a while you get, you know, Huddleston that comes down, you know, to race down there, you know, and, you know, you have all your, you know, Ericsons, you have all the different, you know, all the different, um, you know, um, shoes that are down there that are really, you know, putting on a good show out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that, that just goes to show how much hard work Kenny has put into it. And, and, you know, it's, it's really, really huge to, to be able to, um, to race there on, on national television. And, um, you know, it's, it's great competition there. And, and, um, this, one of the things I like about Madera is, you know, everybody in the pits just has so much respect for each other. And, um, 
you know, I was, I was actually, I wasn't anticipating um, to get the respect from some of the, the drivers. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's just been a, a great year so far. And, and I've made a lot of friends and, and gotten a lot of respect from people. And, and one of the things about Madeira is, and this is the way it is at a lot of racetracks is, you know, like even if you have a problem and you go in the infield, there's a lot of other teams that will be there to help you. Um, you know, so that's just cool to see in racing. So where did the number come from? The zero seven and, and, and your color, your color scheme. Is there any reason why, you know, you, you chose, you know, the blue and the Oh seven or is the color just, is it just something, you know, that you just thought about or it's your favorite color or is there like, maybe, maybe you're a Dodger fan at heart and you like the blue. <laughs> um, well, actually we, we got the car, um, just blue. This is the way we got it. And, uh, we, we don't have any sponsors right now. So we just left it, you know, you don't have anything on there. It's just kind of a blank slate. And, um, and the 07 came from my grandpa because, because he'd raced back in the day. So that's where the 07 came from. So, so how far back do your racing roots go? Um, my grandpa, um, just my grandpa, really, um, he was racing in the eighties the and the nineties and, and he did, he did a lot of West coast stuff. And then he went back East a couple of times, but that's, you know, when I was four years old, that's really, um, you know, who got me racing in the first place. And, and I, I really loved it ever since then. So, so racing against, you know, Stenhouse, you know, Rico and, uh, um, Kyle Larson, what made you decide to go to, to, to asphalt and not stay in the dirt? Because I know a lot of drivers, most of them start in dirt, and a lot of them stay in dirt. And then, of course, you, know, you get the ones, you know, that, tra- that you know, do the transition, you know, from dirt to, to asphalt. But I, I, I still, I still, I know a lot of younger drivers that raced over to Irondale that went from asphalt. And actually, they went back to dirt. Yeah, so I, I had went to asphalt um in the first place because that's that's what my grandpa had raced late models and he ran some of the 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 tour stuff back then but um you know it's just dirt wasn't a really route i wanted to take um one of the big reasons was my grandpa you know he's not a big fan of the sprint cars he loves watching them but he's not a big fan of the of the safety and they've gotten a little bit better these last couple years but um, when I was growing up, going through the, the dirt rankings, there's there's a couple guys that were killed, and he's just never been um, a huge fan of that. So, and he also wanted me to kind of follow his footsteps as well. So, um, you know, I, I raced dirt and I raced asphalt, and and they're both a lot of fun in their different ways. But um, you know, they're both tough in their different ways. But um, you know, I'm really really liking asphalt right now. And, and like I said, I'd, I'd love to. It'd be fun probably to get back in a dirt car one day just to kind of slide around, but. But I'm really looking forward to just sticking basically to the asphalt stuff. Yeah, you know, there's a that's that's the one thing I've always when I've talked to you know drivers you know you know who have played around both ways you know and and they stick to asphalt and that's one of the things they always talk about you know the safety aspect. Sure, the sprint cars are safe, but it seems like you know the crashes in a sprint are more violent. You know, yeah, you'll see violent crashes in a stock car, but you got more protection around you than a sprint car. I mean, you know, we've seen, you know, um, shoot the very the latest one was uh, 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 Brian Clausen, you know, one of the, you know, the greats out there, you know, and, you know, everybody, you know, thought he was indestructible, you know, Jason Leffer, you know, another one, you know, I thought they were indestructible. They're the best, best of the best, you know, but, you know, you, you know, just, you know, 
it took their lives. But yet, you know, you don't you don't see that much. You see some in stock cars, but not as much as you see in the on the you know the on the sprint car end. Yeah, yeah, and the and the situation with Brian Clawson, you know, that's that's really unfortunate. And, and a lot of the reason I think that happened was is a lot of times with the sprint cars, um, when they'll roll over, the wing absorbs a lot of the energy and the speeds they're going. And and Brian Clawson was in a wingless sprint car, so he didn't really have the wing to absorb a lot of that, but. Um, you know, either either way you cut it, it's just really never been a road I've, I've been that interested in, and, and neither has my grandpa as far as the safety aspect of it. So what does the future hold for you? Uh, you know, what, you know, once the season, you know, once the pro-late season ends over here at Madera, is there any chance that you, you know, you might travel maybe, maybe try to get with the pro-lates with the, with the Southwest Tour Series or, or try another, or maybe even jump into a, a tour car? Yeah, you know, I, I, I love, you know, any opportunity um that gets that gets put in front of me. Um, you know, and I, I really don't know what's in store for me next year. Um we'll kinda just see how it see how it goes. Hopefully, um these last two races go go smoothly and I can get the championship, but in, you know, anything can happen in racing. So, um, you know, I'm not sure about next year yet, but I guess we'll just um see. So uh, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the crew and the team that you're working with right now in the junior in not junior, I'm sorry in 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 on on your uh, on your uh, pro league team. Yeah, so um, Mike Mike Juarez and um, he keeps a shop in Sacramento and and we're renting a shop um, and we're actually um, Jim Noonan and Lori Noonan. Um, I got to thank them for all their hospitality, but um, they're letting us use their trailer as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's really these last couple of races, it's just been me and Mike and, um, you know, a lot of supervision from, from Derek Thorne and, um, you know, but as far as, as getting back to the shop, it's just really me and Mike. So um, we've been looking for a couple of crew guys these last couple of ones, but we couldn't find any. So uh, we're hoping we can get one or two for this next one. But um, you know, it's just been a lot of hard work in that that uh smoke last race and Madeira kept the sun away a little bit and it kept the temperatures down, so that was definitely helpful. It wasn't hundred and six or hundred and four. But um, you know, it's just a lot of hard work so far and you know, and these last two races are not gonna be easy, that's for sure. So out of out of all the advice that Derek has given you, what 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 would you say is the one the one single piece of advice that you take to you when you put your helmet on, you get in the car you know, you do your parade laps, they throw the green flag, and then the one thing, you know, that you would say that, you know, that Derek has, you know, has helped you with, you know, that, that you know, that you kind of keep with you as the race is, like I said, as it starts and as it's progressing. Um, one of the biggest things is, is just kind of keeping, um, I noticed, like, once, once I've been kind of, once we've been doing kind of our own program in our own car, and, um, one of the biggest things Derek has taught me is kind of just, um, you know, staying relaxed and really just kind of focus. Like I remember in the car, um, let's say last year or the year before, I'd really just trying to focus on hitting my line every lap. But, you know, but now I'm just kind of a little bit more relaxed and I'm more focused on um, seeing what the car is doing so I can change it when I get out rather than hitting my line every lap. So, you know, there's a fine line there. And, um, you know, obviously – 
knowing what to do to the car. Cause like you said, Derek knows every inch on those cars. So, um, Derek taught me a lot, a lot of what I know. And, uh, there's just really a lot of great things. You know, I can't really list them all because there's so many of them. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but like I said, I can't be more thankful for him. And, uh, the, and one last thing, uh, is there any, uh, sponsors, you know, the traveling car that you want to give a shout out to? Um, nope, just, just my grandpa and grandma for this, for this great opportunity and, and being able to race. And like I took, I took the year off last year. And, um, when I started racing again this year, you know, I really realized and kind of took a step back and realized how much fun it was. So just my grandma and grandpa for this opportunity. And, and, uh, I hope that I'll be able to race next year too. Well, so you're kind of taking the Sheldon Creed, the Sheldon Creed, of uh, route because that's how sheldon races he doesn't he doesn't get any sponsors his grandpa told him if you want to race don't worry about the sponsorship just worry about driving just driving the hell out of the car and winning races he goes i'll take care of the rest that's why you hardly see any any sponsors on sheldon's cars because he doesn't really he doesn't really push for them because his grandpa you know told him you know just you know concentrate on driving the car you know and i'll worry about how you're going to get you know to each race you know and how you're going to get to the track yeah, and and that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of people ask me a lot about the championship and, and this and that, but it's just like, you know, I'm just, just focused on winning from race to race and, you know, and, and if you do good in qualifying and like at Madeira, they have the halfway break and if you do good in the race, you know, I believe championships will come. So um, that's just kind of, you know, the approach we're taking it and um, yeah, but the season's been great so far and, and hopefully we can close it out. That'd be great. Well, Jay, I just want to say, you know, good luck the rest of the season. Um, thanks for coming on. You know, you know, it's you know, it's good talking to you. And hopefully, you know, when you win that, if you, if and when you win that championship, you know, I'll, you know, we'll give you a call back. You'll have you come back on, and you know, we'll talk in a little bit, of, you know, about the last two races, you know, and 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 maybe by then, you know, you'll have something, you know, to talk about, you know, as far as, you know, what 2022 holds. Uh, for today, you know what? Um, good luck, you know, on your preparations, and good luck with the uh, with the rest of the upcoming season. And like I said, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you at the track one of these one of these races. Yeah, that'd be great. Like I said, I really, really appreciate you having me on. It means a lot. Okay. Well, thank thank you, and uh, you have a good evening, and stay safe, and uh, and we'll talk to you later on. All right. Thank you. You too. Okay. All right. Good night. Well, that was Jaden okay. Walbridge shared. Oh, that was yeah. Jaden Walbridge from. It was a really good interview. Really, really. Uh, he's really a lot uh, of info there. A, I was. Oh yeah. I was able to he's listen be a driver. to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's gonna be a driver to like really watch a, coming up. Yeah, absolutely, an up and coming driver, and uh, you couldn't ask for a better mentor than Derek. Uh, to be kind of helping him out and he talks about all the valuable advice that he's gotten from him uh, and how important his grandma and grandpa are. Uh, we know family is always important uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, really great uh, and the fact that he's doing his schooling online to kind of uh, help out with his uh, racing career I think that's all awesome. It is, you know, and uh, you know, and that that's just another facet of Derek. You know, he's, you know, is you know, is, is helping these young up and coming drivers. You know, with their, you know, with their, you know, with their race programs. You know, it's important. You know, it's the older drivers. You know, take the time out. You know, and you know, and, and help it them is. out. You know, and and 
and and it, and and I can imagine it has to be hard on Derek's part because Derek's well, of course we know he's married. He's got two kids, you know that he has that he still has to tend to, plus his own racing program, you know which mm-hmm. you know he's very successful at, you know, and then you know helping out Kyle Keller and also helping out Jaden, and who knows who else, you know, and and um, I mean he's his plate is full. But yeah, when you go down and talk to him at the track, he's he's really one of the one of the nicest guys you could ever talk to. And, um, definitely, I'll tell you, definitely. And, I had a, a chance to meet him showing. out at Iowa Speedway, and he's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, well, we've got a few updates that I want to make sure we uh, get in tonight as well, uh, Sal. And uh, you know, this weekend the Arca West is racing the Grand Prix of Portland at Portland International Raceway. Uh, it be 5 p.m. Pacific time. That means 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they'll be racing the Portland 112, uh, and it will be available for live streaming on TrackPass if you're an NBC Gold member. But always remember, if you don't have the NBC Gold TrackPass, go to ARCARacing.com. They have radio coverage there as well and you can go to the race central and keep up with everything that's happening at the track so uh that's going to be a fun one to uh watch oh yeah it definitely is going to be a good one i mean we got you got a couple new rookies in there um uh um eric uh um nascimento who races over and does a lot of racing at madera and actually he made his he made his first um uh, Southwest Tour start this past uh, this past race that we had over here in um, Stockton, and then um, Rod Beelan, who who's also from Sonoma, he's a firefighter from Sonoma. He usually only comes out one race a season, and he only races the um, the uh, the road course of Sonoma. But but he he called me and told me he's going to be up at um he's going to be up there at uh, Portland this weekend too. So, um, oh, you know, cool. you got a couple of them. Uh, and then, uh, then uh, Taylor Gray is also going to make a start. And um, Stafford Smith, who hasn't made a start in, gosh, I don't know, two or three years, um, he's also making a start. And actually, they just built a uh, a, um, a big um, karting track over in Idaho. And um, you got to really yeah. look at that at that track. It is that place is that place is awesome. But, um, so, you know, you're going to have a few. Yeah. They, um, it, that place good. is awesome. So, um, okay. Like I said, it's going to be a. Quite a, quite a uh, party scene. Okay. Now, oh, also, yeah. uh, not this week, but next week, the Arkham Menard Series will be racing at Bristol Motor Speedway. And this is one of those three for races. Two series, the three series point standings, and the season finale because this is a combination event with the Arkham Menard Series East, and uh, it will be televised on Fox Sports One, uh, the Bush Beans uh, 200 on on September the 16th at 6:30 Eastern Time at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, and so there's going to be points for the Arca Menard Series, points for the Arca East. There's season finale for the Arca East. So they are closing up their season at Bristol Motor Speedway in the Arca East. And it is race number nine of ten for the Bush for the uh, Suchik Showdown. 
also uh, the third series that will gain points at this race at Bristol Motor Speedway on September the 16th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time there at Bristol Motor Speedway. So big, big race for the Arkham Menard Series, the East, and the Sioux Chief Showdown at Bristol. Oh, yeah, they'll be they'll be crowning a champion. Plus, um, you know, and, and I think the reason they do that, too, I think it's I think it's to open up the um, you know to open up the Phoenix race you know for the you know for the East yeah. drivers you know that wanna you know you know so this way you don't basically they don't want to do I don't think I don't think they want to crown two champions because then you you know it's just it's just not right the West needs their own championship race just like the East needs their own championship race it's so exactly um right so. Uh, but it has been fun to watch the East and the Arkham and Art Series kind of race together uh, in some of these companion events that they've been in, uh, along with the Sioux Chief Showdown. So it gives them a chance to, to go for points in all three of those uh, series. So um, definitely mark it on your calendar. It's going to be fun to watch. Are you going to be at a racetrack this weekend, Sal? Yeah, I'll probably be at Irondale. We're having our um, our night of destruction, and um, we're also doing the um, uh, what we call the um, our our nine one one tribute for all the oh, good. all the um, all the uh, servicemen and stuff like that. So it should be exciting. I, I was thinking, I, I don't know, I, I'm I'm still on the fence. There's still flights. I, I might make a flight and. And take a flight out to uh, Portland for this race. Oh, I think that would be fun. Uh, just yeah, a programming I'm... note, real quick for everybody. Uh, there is no hot topic sound off here tonight. Uh, we will be back Thursday night with our hot topics. We've got quite a few hot topics to discuss. Uh, hopefully, the 2022 schedule will be out uh, before Thursday night. So, what do you think? Well. Hopefully it will be. It's going to be exciting. I know. I know. There's a lot of exciting things coming up in 2022, including a possible race at the um, LA Coliseum that they that's been yes. been on the that's been it's been talked about, but it's, it hasn't really been made official until I think until today when um when NASCAR.com finally finally put a an article up about it. But um there's a there's a chance that we might get the um, it's going to be an exhibition race. Uh, it's going to replace the gonna, clash at Daytona. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, 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 it's going to be a quarter mile track because that's all they can fit inside the Coliseum. It's a, it's a wow. It's a football field, basically what it is. But um, it'll be nice because it's, it'll be it'll be in my backyard. So. Well, maybe we'll race again at uh, Soldier Field. You know, they used to race it uh, many years ago at Soldier Field. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here, here in Chicago, so uh, it'd be kind of cool to see them come back there too. That kind of opens the door for the a world of possibilities. Yeah, that's right. It does. Okay, well, we'll see what happens uh, with that, uh, Sal. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, that 2022 schedule coming out. I'm hoping it's this week. I don't know that it's going to be this week. But with so much talk about uh, some of the potential changes, uh, they're talking about dropping a race at Pocono. They're talking about uh, picking up another race 
uh, another track. Where did I just uh, put that? Uh, hold on here real quick. If you've got just a couple minutes. Uh, yeah. Adam Stern reported this. He said, uh, among the notables, WWT Raceway at Gateway near St. Louis race, while Pocono Raceway might lose a race. So uh, yeah. some more change, potential changes that are coming up on the schedule. Uh, so the fact that they're talking about some of these things tells me that uh, they're getting close to releasing that 2022 schedule. I can't wait to see what, what else is in store there. You know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind them. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me a bit if they lost a race at, at Pocono. You know, replace yeah. it with something else. You know, kind of mix up the schedule. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's going to be it's it going to be interesting like to see what happens. Exactly what I was going to say. It sounds like they're they're looking at some interesting changes. Uh, to kind of liven things up and kind of uh, refresh the schedule a little bit. So uh, uh, just be on the lookout for that this week. But, Sal, it's been a lot of fun doing the the, uh, review show with you tonight, Uh, and I'll look forward. uh, We'll be back to Monday night next uh, week. So look for us uh, next Monday night. Uh, that's the 13th of September. And then uh, we will be here this Thursday night, uh, September the 9th, for our preview show of the upcoming weekend of racing at uh, Richmond and at uh, Portland. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, we hope everybody uh, has a good week. And uh, we'll see you on the other side, So Okay. All right, everybody have a good weekend. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. And I made it through the whole show, and I never called you anything but Sal. Yeah, you didn't call me Jay or, or, um, <laughs> Andy. or I forgot who the other one, Andy and all that. So, <laughs> so big improvement. Okay. <laughs> big improvement. Okay. Take care, Sal. Okay. Okay. Come on. Good. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.